You're listening to TT Live, TT Club's loss prevention podcast, promoting safety and security in the global supply chain. Welcome to episode 4 of TT Club's podcast series focused on supply chain security. David Thompson of Signum Services again joined me for this discussion. In this episode we're going to turn our focus to explore some of the more prominent theft strategies adopted by those who steal cargo. We will aim to outline these strategies, how they work in practice and how stakeholders in the supply chain can identify the red flags and mitigate the risk of exposure. A point we raised in earlier episodes was that criminals involved in cargo crime are sophisticated and agile. From the criminal's perspective, as risk increases connected to one particular strategy, they will shift quickly to another, reducing the chances of apprehension and increasing the chances of success. It should be highlighted as we head into this episode that the strategies discussed are common and utilised globally. David, welcome back and thank you for joining us for this episode. While thieves will shift their attention, influenced by market forces and the operations of stakeholders in the supply chain, there are a number of common strategies that they employ that we see time and again. These strategies are clearly effective and well conceived. The ingenuity of the criminals and their confidence to undertake these thefts says a lot about the extent to which they prepare their attacks. Thanks, Mike. As we've discussed previously, the criminal gangs who operate in the cargo crime area are very quick to seize on any chance or moment that comes their way, and they are adept at altering their practices to either avoid capture by the long arm of the law or to find new money-making opportunities. Now that said, we see a number of methods that have been in common use for many years, such as curtain slashing, for example, which tends to be how most cargo theft occurs. However, These organised criminals are clever and, as we've mentioned in other podcasts, they're moving into new areas such as the internet to find their targets. So, if we start by taking a look at one of the oldest strategies that I'm aware of, the round the corner theft. This strategy, in terms of frequency, seems to peak and trough through the years. Perhaps awareness amongst stakeholders or particular locations grows and the criminals adopt other strategies. Once attempts subside, stakeholders let their guard down and the criminals once again chance their arm. So in a nutshell, round the corner thefts, what are we looking at in practice? So we talked a little bit about the round the corner method, or round the corner game as it's often referred to, in a previous episode. But essentially this is a con routine whereby thieves impersonating company employees deceive drivers into diverting cargo to a new location or transferring loads into unauthorized vehicles. And the appeal of this crime lies in the fact that it's fairly easy to do and the likelihood is that they'll be able to steal the full load as opposed to pilfering parts of it. This is a crime that we see mainly in large city centers 
or other urban areas where space is at a premium and where there are plenty of alternative locations. Alcohol tends to be the favorite commodity that is targeted. And like many of the things we talk about, training and education are key to any prevention strategy. And companies should ensure that all business partners have conducted proper security threat awareness training so that transporters can spot the signs for fictitious pickups and other tactics involving deception. Thank you. In cases I've handled in the past where round the corner strategy has been used, the post-incident investigations and interviews with the driver often highlight some obvious red flags unfolding before the driver that they simply haven't been tuned into. There is little in the way of magic in what the criminals are doing here. How then do drivers and logistics operators mitigate their exposure to this risk? The listeners may encounter a situation where criminals pretend to be working at the delivery destination. They may appear to know what's being carried or even have staff uniforms or be wearing a high-vis jacket. It's amazing how simply donning a yellow coat can fool anybody. They may have a cover story such as the warehouse doors are broken or they've had a flood or the forklifts are being repaired. And of course, being the helpful people they are, they'll offer to assist to unload or take you round the corner to another yard to unload. So if you are approached and asked to go to a different destination, first stop and think about what's happening. Don't be rushed into complying. Always tra- uh, telephone your own transport office to check uh, and get them to check the details. If you're driving and you receive a telephone call asking you to divert to another destination, especially if it's from someone you don't recognise, then always telephone your own transport office to ensure that the request is genuine. As I said, education and awareness are key. And this is particularly important if the load is coming from outside the UK with a foreign driver, perhaps. So in short, awareness, training and vigilance are key. Operators are very much reliant upon the driver being able to identify the red flags and respond immediately as these situations unfold. The next strategy I wanted to consider is one that many have dismissed as even being possible, the Romanian rollover. I know we've spoken about this over the last few years and it's hard to believe that criminals would place themselves at such risk when they could potentially just attack a parked trailer in a lay-by. Are you able to outline exactly what we're looking at here? Okay, these are thefts of cargo from trailers whilst the vehicle is still on the move. With the criminals using a manoeuvre which has been dubbed the Romanian rollover, as those originally doing it were Romanian organised crime gangs. When we first heard of these types of theft, I will admit to being very sceptical. But it's apparently a genuine phenomenon and according to Europol, quite a regular and profitable exercise, uh, seen mainly on the European roads. But there have been a number of instances reported in the UK going back as far as 2014. The way it's done is that one car would drive in front of the truck and slow it down and keep it at a steady speed, whilst one or two others would hold up the traffic to the side and to the rear. Meanwhile, a fourth car would drive right up behind the truck and the criminals would climb from the car's sunroof onto the bonnet and from that position break open the lock on the trailer 
sometimes even reportedly using an angle grinder. And driving right up behind the truck's rear bumper means that the truck driver is unlikely to be able to see what's happening in his rear, rear view mirror. Now, of course, to do this successfully would require a long stretch of fairly deserted road, a very skillful driver and some rather brave individuals who'd be willing to step onto the bonnet of a car traveling at 50 miles an hour and then to be able to remove a lock and handball boxes out. That's why I was, and to some extent I remain, personally rather unconvinced about the viability of this happening. Seems to me that the chances of death or serious injury are very high, and that if they're doing this, then they may want to think of an alternative career as a Hollywood stuntman. I've read a number of papers suggesting that this is real, and enforcement agencies across Europe suggest that there is evidence that these incidents do happen. The level of organisation, the extent of the team required to pull such a crime off, and the extreme risk to those involved, coupled with the obvious limitation as to the volume of cargo that could be reasonably stolen through this method, mean that this can't be a particularly attractive proposition for the criminals. In terms of drivers identifying such an incident unfolding, I guess again we're looking at awareness of the strategy and vigilance to identify effectively being blocked in on three sides by other vehicles, who then seek to moderate the truck's speed. From a driver's perspective, then knowing what action to take in the event that a theft attempt is identified. Well, we're part of the Believe No One, Check Everything school of policing, which is why I'm rather sceptical about this. But I do know there was a case in 2014 when a group of 11 men were arrested uh, in the UK and charged and later jailed for two years. And I think there's been others here since. And certainly in Europe, uh, a major operation led by Europol was launched in 2016 and has taken down a hundred strong organised crime group with suspects being arrested in France, Spain, the Netherlands and Sweden, all from uh, Romania. And they were accused of stealing more than 10 million euros worth of goods, mobile phones, televisions, food, makeup, in comparison to other types of cargo theft, I think the instances of Romanian rollover are very small indeed, especially here in the UK, where our motorways tend to be quite busy. Again, it's all about awareness and driver awareness of the potential for this to happen. And if a driver has any suspicions about being in that situation, they should telephone for help. If you think your vehicle is being followed, then telephone your transport office. If you think you're in danger, and contact the relevant authorities. It certainly is one of the more interesting strategies. Next on the list have staged accidents. These in my experience aren't frequent occurrences. However there were a number of prominent examples last year. This to my knowledge is effectively using a vehicle, often a car or van, to purposely have a minor accident with a truck, bringing it to a halt. And then when the driver of the truck reacts, there are others in the waiting to either steal the cargo or to steal the entire truck. Yes, so criminals may try and stop you whilst you're driving or delivering by using a number of different methods and thereby try to steal your load. So this could be using staged accidents, impersonating police officers or pretending that the trailer doors are open. Personally, I can't recall dealing with a theft where a staged accident was used to stop the truck, 
So you're correct in saying there are few examples. However, it's another strategy for drivers to be alive to. And should they get held up by an accident, it's unlikely to involve them. And so drivers must remain vigilant and try to be aware of what's happening around them and behind them. Again, this strategy is not without risk for the criminals. A collision with a 40-ton truck, even at low speed, has the risk to go horribly wrong. Another similar trend that we've identified in certain countries is what has become known as blue light crime. This might involve corrupt officials or criminals who have access to fake police vehicles. The police vehicles use the blue lights to bring the truck to a standstill on a remote road. Once the truck has been stopped, the driver is either asked to leave their cab or is simply distracted by the official or those posing as the official. At this point, others are accessing the cargo in the truck or trailer. An alternative strategy sees a truck being stopped in the road. Once stopped, criminals take control of the vehicle and the police car simply leaves the scene. Impersonating police officers is not a new thing and indeed it's an offence in its own right. But criminals have been known to dress up as police officers and may try to stop drivers generally in an unmarked car or even telephone them with instructions to pull over to the hard shoulder. It's not often that they dummy up a car in full police livery, but getting hold of a flashing blue light is not that difficult. Likewise, they may appear to be wearing what seems to be genuine police uniform, cargo trousers, a utility belt, body armour, that kind of thing. And they may even appear to be speaking into a handheld radio or something that resembles one. If you are stopped by an unmarked vehicle, pull over if it's safe to do so in a well-lit public area. Stay in the cab with the engine running, windows closed and doors locked. Telephone your transport office, tell them you've been asked to stop. And failing that, call the authorities, especially if you feel that you're in some sort of danger. If a police officer needs to stop your truck, they'll usually use a marked police vehicle to do that. And genuine police officers will have no objection to being asked to verify details through their police control room. If you are asked to stop, request to see their ID. Do the uniforms look correct? Do they sound like they know what they're talking about? Only pull over in a safe, well-lit public area. As I said, any problems or suspicions, phone your transport manager or someone else for help. Now, we don't regularly hear of this tactic being used, but I do know that in January 2020 in Lyon, France, there were several reports of criminals dressed up as policemen at night in a vehicle which resembled an unmarked police car. Uh, with the signal in the back saying police and uh, a warning, flashing warning light. On that occasion, they wore balaclavas and often they would break into parked vehicles, waking up the drivers and pretending to be police officers. They'd have fake badges and they would demand the vehicle to uh, follow them or they would open seals and cut tarpaulins and then steal the cargo. And on occasions, they did resort to violence with using pepper spray pepper sprays um, and similar. But as I said, it's not a tactic we see very much of. Road traffic accidents, of course, happen frequently and each truck operator will have their own procedures to react to such an incident. Some will have camera equipment installed on the truck that might assist in post-incident investigations. 
I recall under the ADR regulations in Europe that there is a security requirement for processes to be developed where trucks carrying high-consequence dangerous goods are stopped, even by officials. The process typically involves the driver locking themselves in the truck and displaying a sign at the window stating that they're not permitted to open the door and reporting the incident to their employer or the authorities. The intention, of course, is to protect control of the truck and hopefully the cargo. In certain countries, as we discussed earlier in the series, unfortunately there is little hesitation in resorting to violence to access the cargo if need be, so this type of defence might not be practical. Are there any other risk mitigation strategies that operators or drivers could consider where staged accidents are concerned? Now I'm sure that you'll agree with me, Mike, it's not our intention to turn people into nervous wrecks and in reality the chances of becoming the victim of a crime of the type we've discussed today is very small indeed. But there's always a risk and as we've stated a few times in the earlier answers, drivers need to be aware and need to be constantly vigilant. The use of violence is very rare, but if you are hijacked, don't attempt to resist. Do what you're told. Raise the alarm at the earliest opportunity and try to remember details of your attackers. And there's nothing to prevent drivers having a sign or a place card to display if they do get stopped, stating that they've been told not to stop or open doors and asking the police to lead them to a suitable police station. And always remember, the genuine police are just a phone call away. Hookup thefts are a trend identified in Europe as well as North America. In these incidents, criminals gain access to loaded trailers, usually parked in a depot or a truck park, and steal the trailer as well as the cargo. Of course, the trailer is typically not the target, and there are countless incidents where the trailer is recovered in the days that follow. However, the cargo has often been removed. We touched upon depot security in the last episode, so I don't intend to go into any great detail at this stage around depot security, but it would be useful, I think, to outline some of the more common risk mitigation techniques. The old saying that cargo at rest is cargo at risk remains very valid. Uh, A high percentage of load theft takes place at weekends and also from vehicles parked in unsecure truck stops but increasingly from within depots. So it's just here's a few uh, points to remember. So be secure. Always secure your lorry when you leave it. Lock it, set alarms. Always take your keys with you. Never leave them in the cab. Never leave them lying around in an office or another building. Whilst driving, lock the rear trailer doors. When loading or unloading, lock your cab. Consider using a kingpin lock or something similar. Don't make it easy for thieves to pick up the trailer. And finally, don't leave vehicles loaded any longer than necessary. Secondly, plan ahead. Plan your route before you start the journey. Avoid taking the same route all the time or the same stops for breaks. Don't set a recognisable pattern because this makes it easier for criminals to target you. Arrange a procedure with your company for authorising changes to your delivery. Park safely. Before you start your journey, decide where you're going to park overnight. Think about using some sort of secure parking assistance, such as the Motorway Buddy app, to find out where you can stay. Think about the security provision on the site where you're going to stay 
If you were a criminal, could you easily get in there, for example? If you think yes, don't park there. Park your lorry where you can see it. Park with the loading doors next to a wall or next to another vehicle. When you return to your lorry or truck, check for signs of interference and record what you see on a checklist. Finally, be aware, never pick up passengers. Don't leave your personal property on view in the cab. Avoid talking about loads or routes with other drivers or customers, including on the radio, on the telephone, and especially over social media. Protect documents such as shipping orders and consignment notes. If these are stolen, then the criminals will use them to pick up valuable loads. And think about delivering the goods. What paperwork is required? Who's responsible for unloading? And always remind drivers to be aware of the deception techniques that we've discussed earlier. Considering trailer hookup thefts in particular, I think it would be fair to say that detailed preparations are undertaken by the criminals. Potentially some insider involvement is required too. While there are cases where numerous trailers are opened and then an attractive cargo actually stolen, there are easily as many cases whereby the criminals once inside the depot proceed directly to the trailer they intend to steal. The time they spend in the depot is very short, the trailer is easily accessible and often there's nobody around to intervene. Having run truck depots of various shapes and sizes myself in the past, without insider knowledge it would be difficult to comprehend that the criminals would take the chance of breaking in without the certainty that a valuable cargo was readily available. Most hauliers will be quite aware of the established round the corner deception that we spoke of earlier. And you are correct in saying that the latest method we're seeing involves a driver arriving at a location, usually in a stolen tractor unit, with a credible story, with credible information, which is sufficient enough to persuade the security or the dispatch to grant them access to the site. Once they've entered, the criminal driver will then either hook up to a trailer, which they've previously identified, or simply take any available full trailer. All manufacturers, distributors, hauliers should ensure that procedures are in place to check that the driver is expected at the destination point and that he or she has the appropriate identification. Always ensure consignment and carrier information is kept secure because it's easier for thieves to deceive others when they have knowledge supported by real information. For every shipment stolen, delayed or contaminated, the cost to the end consumer is raised and this hurts everyone in the whole supply chain. And of course, organised gangs of thieves will always be on the lookout for new ways to steal goods. So it's essential that companies understand the risks that they face, where these risks exist and how likely they are to occur. For organisations to minimise the dangers and the delays and costs that can result, it's essential that they're able to recognise and quantify their risk and use that knowledge to put training and security measures in place to mitigate it. The intention of this episode was to explore practical examples of some of the more common strategies that criminals use to access cargo in the supply chain. 
Of course, one of the most prolific points of loss is while the truck and cargo are parked overnight during statutory rest periods. While the general advice would be to park vehicles securely, the reality is that in many countries there is a gross shortage of such parking areas. Even where operators or drivers are able to locate a suitable location and are motivated to pay the associated fee, no liability is accepted in the event of a loss occurring. Drivers effectively park at their own risk. Much work remains to be done to address the challenges around secure truck parking, and we will look to pick this subject up in more detail later in the series. We turn our attention next in episode 5 to another aspect of risk where cargo theft through the supply chain is concerned, that of the insider threat. To find out more about the associated risks and steps that can be taken to mitigate this risk, tune in next week. Thank you once again to our guest speaker David Thompson and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to TT Live. We hope you found it useful. As always, we welcome your feedback. Either head to our website or email us at riskmanagement@ttclub.com. To make sure you never miss an edition, be sure to follow us for the latest loss prevention advice.